often forget that everything changes in us from our palate to our likes and dislikes, you know, and we tend not to give ourselves that chance to experience something new. And if we're not doing it with, you know, fries on gravy, which is kind of simple to do because, all right, we like it or we don't. How else are we doing it in our everyday lives where it counts, where it's important, you know, where it could be the difference between manifesting something new and being stuck in that kind of groove of discomfort. Welcome to the Inquisitive Journeys podcast, where we explore the transformative power of travel. I'm your host, Nat Karotmetri, and I'm thrilled to share stories of how travel has inspired change and growth in the lives of our guests. Join us as we chat with travelers from all walks of life who have experienced the world in unique and meaningful ways. From solo backpackers to group tour enthusiasts, we'll hear how travel has opened their hearts and minds and led them to live with greater joy and connection. Before I introduce today's guest and topic, I wanted to call your attention to a new group travel experience we're offering. If you're in the Boston, Massachusetts area, we invite you to join us at the Boston Public Market for a delicious and educational experience, while also supporting local entrepreneurs and artisans. Go to inquisitivejourneys.com slash journeys to book a spot for an upcoming date. In today's episode, you'll get to meet Jennifer Eurizio, who is a master intuitive the founder of Soul Language and the author of two best-selling books. We discuss how travel or doing anything that is outside your normal everyday patterns opens you up to new awareness and more aligned experiences. We also had fun sharing our preferences for glamping over traditional camping and what's important to us regarding accommodations, like not having lizards on the bed. You'll enjoy hearing Jennifer share that story and much more. So sit back, relax, and let's embark on another inquisitive journey. Hi, Jennifer. Hello. I'm so, oh my God, I'm just so grateful to have you here. Um, you've been such a blessing in my life and um, such a great teacher. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation about travel and transformation. Well, thank you so much. I'm so honored. And thank you for those very kind words. It's it's always a pleasure to talk to you in any shape or form. So I'm excited uh, today. Yeah. So we've gathered here to talk about how travel has the potential to help us become more aware or offer circumstances to wake us up to know ourselves. I know you have a story about a trip to Mexico, is it? Yeah. I mean, I think travel or getting outside of your everyday patterns always opens yourself to new awareness. So, you know, anytime you have a chance to do that, whether it's actually getting on a plane to Mexico or, you know, recently we just did an overnight to Binghamton, New York, which is like two hours away. And that one was really interesting because we took the dog and it's the first time she's been in a hotel since she was like six weeks old. And so I was like a little nervous and was like, how is she going to do? And um, so she really showing me in that cir circumstances where I'm still not trusting her, not trusting me, limiting. 
And we went out and I was like, okay, we brought our crate. Now it's a tiny room. The crate takes up half the room, right? <laughs> so when, when we, we came in uh, the second time, we didn't crate her. We just let her like run around in the little mini hotel. And we're on the first floor. And so we're pulling out and there's a ledge and she's sailing out, looking outside the window at us. And then when we pull up, she's just sitting on the bed, like just doing like, just like behaving like hell. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe it's time to stop looking at the bad side of things and start looking at the good side of things. So, you know, anytime you can get outside of your comfort zone and not be in your patterns always work. But the trip to Mexico was really, it's kind of crazy because I went to Mexico not knowing who I was traveling with, not knowing where I was going, nothing. And I went on a pilgrimage and I was like, okay, I'm ready to go. And uh, it's a Sunday morning. Now, don't ever travel on a Sunday morning to Mexico um, because I get there and all of the Mexicans are going back to Mexico with so much luggage, Mm -hmm. right? Like tons of luggage. And I am not traveling light. On my back, I have a backpack with a sleeping bag, my essential oils, and I think, you know, uh, like just stuff to read on the plane. Everything else is in my luggage, and we had to bring everything, sheets, towel, everything. So I land there, and uh, no luggage, nothing, nothing. So again, the guy's like, okay, I'll handle it. They'll, they'll, you know, send it to where we're going. I'm like, but where are we going? He's like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm like, okay. You know, so we, we get there and everyone's like, do you need anything? I was like, no, no, no. I got everything. No, no, no. I don't, Mm. I don't have anything. Right. I am suffering. I don't have a towel. I don't have a tooth. I have nothing. And at the second day, this woman looks at me and goes, she goes, do you need anything? Really? Do you need anything? And I was like, I need a towel. And she's like, okay, here you go. And five minutes later, that's when my luggage arrived. Right. Wow. It wasn't going to arrive until I started to ask for help. And it really took me suffering for over a day and a half uh, to start to learn how to ask for help. And every time where I feel like, oh, about asking for help, I'm much better than I've ever been. I'm reminded of that. Oh, wait. Do we want to keep suffering or do we want to let the suitcase arrive, right? The universe brings us humans to help us. It's not going to bring us a tree. It's not going to drop off a towel. Like I'm not, a towel is not going to mysteriously, you know, appear on my bed. Um, And so often we really stiff arm the universe. And I think all of my travel, that has been a very big theme, asking for help, being open to receiving and really being open to see things I've never seen before in the way that I'm supposed to see them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the theme here, right? Because um, even when you talked about going to New York, um, you went in with a with concerns about how things are going to be. This is like your default way of being or your learned default way, right? Well, it's a warrior's uh, attitude, right? Going, okay. Let's take a look around. Let's see where all the problem spots are. You know, let's come up with a game plan in my head and then we can tackle them. Well, it doesn't really always help and it doesn't really always work. And it puts a lot of anxiety on uh, the warrior that they don't need. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That constant planning, making sure you have everything. 
relying on yourself, um, being the rock for everyone else. So it's natural then that in, in many ways, life shows you, hey, there's another way. Right. And, you know, that's I think that's the, the beauty of, of travel. It gives you many opportunities to show you that, hey, there's another way. And so, like, I'm thinking about your trip to Mexico and how there's that um, discomfort that comes up of like, oh, I can't go beyond this this um, barrier I set for myself, that I yeah. need to be the warrior, in, in your words here, that I need to keep it together, seem like I have it all together. And I don't need anything, but really, I do. I, really, I, I, I really, I really yeah. need a lot. And here's the funny thing: like, you think I would have learned that lesson at, at that trip, but I got sick. I got so sick. Like, we're all in this big hall, and I'm like curled up, like in a little ball, and everyone's leaving, and I'm the only one left. And this one woman comes up to me, and goes, "Are you okay?" I was like, "No, I'm really not. I'm really ill. Like, I can't even move." She's like, well, why didn't you say something earlier? And I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's it's that sometimes that lesson on receiving, sometimes that lesson, um, we have to keep learning it time and time again. And and you know, if I even think back to the the first trip I took alone was 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 in Paris when I was twenty one, and I get off the plane and I go up to that little you know, rent a car desk. And I'm like, Hey, and he's like, Oh no, ma'am, you cannot rent a car. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? He's like, you are not 25. You cannot. And I was like, he's like, no, 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 I will help you. And I was like, okay. And he called the chateau I was supposed to be staying at in, you know, out of Paris. I was going to drive a car out of Paris. He's like, he called the, the Paris hotel that I was going to stay on the way back. He's like, I've arranged everything. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, tell the taxi to go here. And he wrote it on a slip of paper. And I was like, okay, thanks. Right? Like even, I think so often, I think we're so used to uh, running our, you know, we're entrepreneurs. We run our companies. We're leaders. We're master healers. We're used to handling it all. And travel's really not about that. It's really exploring. Mm -hmm. And if you really want to come away feeling really anew, then you have to kind of immerse yourself in that culture, which takes a lot of question asking and a lot of um, curiosity and discovery. And I think that's what self-awareness is all about. So it's a good reminder, you know, because often we can get lost in our own paradigm and our own way of doing things that we forget about the curiosity. Yeah. I mean, curiosity is a huge thing for me. That's part of what I want people to experience on the tours that I create through Inquisitive Journeys. And, um, you know, we, we tend to have a curiosity about other people and a respect for other people w- with a certain level of kindness, at least for the people that I surround myself with, people that are inclusive and respectful and um, just big hearted people. We tend to be that way toward other people. And one thing that I want to invite is to um, have people reflect that back on themselves, right? Like if we can be open-hearted to other people, kind, non-judgmental, how can we be that way toward ourselves as well, right? And so I'm curious how you responded to yourself 
in Mexico once you realized, um, oh, I'm I'm in this way, I'm in this warrior mode, I can't ask. But then when you did ask, like, you know, w- what occurred for you? I mean, I think it was a huge relief, you know, and I also think that it was an acknowledgement that I could ask for help and receive it. You know, often I tend to be the strongest person in the room. And so I think there was that. There was also acknowledgement of, you know, understanding that trust is really a practice. And um, once you engage it, it kind of propels more trust uh, and opens you up to new things. So, you know, I think those were the things that I came away with. Um, You know, I also came away with... um, thinking that I was, you know, I always don't think that I'm strong, right? So knowing that I was stronger than I really thought I was, you know, I mean, I'm not a camper girl and we camped out in the rain and I'm like, okay, this isn't so bad, you know? Um, And really understanding, you know, that I could go into a situation without knowing anything and be okay in the limbo process. Mm. Um, you know, that's still a lesson I learn a lot, right? I like to know yeah. where all the, the exits are. But so I think those are some of the things that I walked away with. You know, the last time I, tra- I really traveled was was to Paris with, with um, Warner and my mother. And that was a whole lot of fun of lessons. And just noticing how much I try to people please and how much I try to juggle and make sure everyone's okay. And, and I got sick on that one too. Um, I've gotten sick in Paris a lot, actually. Um, and it's just interesting about, you know, the choices we make, you know, I just renewed my passport. It's in the process of, you know, cause we might go to Finland through Warner's work. And so that will be an interesting trip too, because he'll be working and I'll be like, okay, so I'm traveling with someone and traveling alone all at the same time. So I, I think it always opens up my mind personally for, um, creativity. I love to look at new things. I love to learn new things, you know? And so it's, it's actually opens that up. And I think it's always opened up my abundance too. Like I'm planning a trip. So God, you're going to pay for it. Like, let's work that out. Right. Mm -hmm. And really kind of looking at those beliefs of where I still limit myself with abundance and with manifestation. Yeah. I think one, one takeaway that I'm, I'm getting from what you're sharing, and I think it'll be helpful for other listeners to get as well, is that as successful and accomplished and as in tune as you are, you've admitted several times that, Hey, I'm still working on this. You know, I, it's still coming up, you know, and you you said before, like you would think that I would get this, but I, it came up again, or I still engage in those activities. And, And then I think recognizing that can also like, we can also treat ourselves with even more compassion because of that. Right. Like it doesn't, it doesn't serve us to beat ourselves up. When yeah, I, I firmly believe the more I know, the less I know. And I know that that great area of disconnection is always going to come up in a new way. Um, you can't eradicate it. Stop trying to eradicate it and start making it your friend because that's the way 
that shows me where I want to invite more goodness in. And it's not like I'm always looking for the, the, you know, sour note, but to be aware of where, you know, I feel not enough. That's my big area of discontentment. So to think like I got it all going on is it makes me laugh because my purpose, my sacred purpose is all about connection. So I am always connecting and seeing where there's more to connect. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it is going to come up. And I think so many people judge themselves because this, the areas of discontentment come up again and again and again, and then they think that they're not making progress or that, you know, they're judging themselves because they're believing some sort of myth of the, you know, that, guru that says oh no everything's great if everything's not great you're doing it wrong no it's okay it's about what choices you make after you have that awareness yeah um the area that i'm drawn to now is you mentioned before that you you love like creativity and you love meeting new things i'm curious to hear when you're traveling and you're seeing new things, like how, how does, how does it impact you? Yeah. I mean, I went to school, I went to art school, right? So I went to school for photography. So I love looking at beautiful things and I mm-hmm. love to see the world through a different eye. Um, I had a mentor once who only he said, look, art is here for two things to make people see something they've never seen before, which is really hard to do in this day and age or to show people something in a new way, right? I think when it opens me up, I see things in a new way. It allows me not to keep running these same patterns in my brain. And so all of that kind of little hidden intuition that's been trying to get my conscious attention has a time to go pop because I'm like, my mind's busy in looking at the David. Or, you know, we went to uh, Rodin's garden when we were in Paris. And I remember sitting there with like coffee with my mom and just being in there going, oh my God, this is amazing. And I don't take time to do this. I don't take Mm -hmm. time to look around in my normal day life. I'm too busy running. Uh, Creativity needs a pause. It needs that that moment of fertile ground or it gets blown away in the wind. So I think that really helps me to do that. Yeah, that's beautiful. I have to agree. And, you know, to your point about you don't have to go to Mexico, you can, you know, even in your backyard or a couple hours away, there's so much beauty and just taking time to be with it. I I know in my body, it, it relaxes me. I, um, I feel more connected. It's just such a wonderful experience and it changes me from from that point on, right? Yeah, it should change it, right? Like, like you know, I we went, we just went, I met Warner yesterday in um, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, right? And I'm like, okay, so how fun is this, right? I'm like, here's all the good things that I learned today. I was like, I learned that I've been hating jalapenos for years. And I had a burger with jalapeno pickles on it. I don't like pickles either. 
And I'm like, oh my God, this is delicious, right? Like it also, you know, I think so often I can get really rooted in the, that warrior energy of like, I've said no, right? Because, you know, I don't like anyone to tell me what to do. And so I think, you know, when you step out into a new adventure, it allows you to go, oh yeah, I'll totally try that. Versus at home, if Porter was to give me a, a burger with jalapeno pickles on it, I'd be like, what are you doing? I don't eat those. Right. Yeah. So it kind of allows that. And it was really the best burger I've ever had without cheese. And I never have a burger without cheese. Like, again, it allows you to kind of step out of that. I think of that way of of being where we tend to lock ourselves down. Yeah. What was the name of the uh, the restaurant <gasps> the that you had? Flying that? V. Oh okay. God. And they have poutine. It's like a Canadian thing with French fries, with gravy and cheese curds. Now, I said to Warner, listen, I realize now why I don't, before I ate the poutine, I'm like, I realize why I don't want gravy on my fries. I like my fries really crispy and the gravy makes it all soggy. Well, I ate that poutine. I was like, oh my God. I was like, this is freaking amazing. I'm like, oh, okay. Right? Like there's, there's a certain way that I think we we are, we lock ourselves down. Right. And so, you know, he ordered the poutine. I was like, whatever. Okay. I'm getting fries with my burger. Like we split everything. And then he's like, where's all the poutine? I was like, I don't know. You were talking to that guy. Right. Like, (laughs) and he's like, you ate most of the cheese curds. Oh yeah. I'm like, I went to town on that cheese. Right. But it's, it's understanding how much we just limit ourselves because we lock down in resistance because we want to be an individual, mm-hmm. right? We need to be an individual. And we often forget that our, everything changes in us from our palate to our likes and dislikes, you know, and we, we tend not to give ourselves that chance to experience something new. And if we're right. not doing it with, you know, fries on gravy, which is kind of simple to do because, all right, we like it or we don't. You know, how else are we doing it in our everyday lives where it counts, where Mm -hmm. it's important, you know, where it could be the difference between manifesting something new and being stuck in that kind of groove of discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it speaks to like how often people focus on, like you said, the running or, you know, being serious, working hard. And how travel or doing anything for fun, but but travel specifically, since we're talking about that here, is a fun activity that can create change that yeah. that um, brings tremendous awareness. Yeah, and you stop multitasking, right? In travel, yeah. you tend to be in the present time, right? Which creates all of this amazing stuff, right? Like I can get more done in fifteen minutes than most people can get all day long. That's not beneficial anymore. That's just not like I'm missing a lot. I'm missing some good stuff. Right. And so that kind of travel, that easing, that slowing down allows you to go, oh, wait. Hey, my life's pretty great. This is pretty fun. Look, I'm engaging with someone I haven't before or I'm engaging new with someone I see every day. It allows for new things to kind of 
grow instead of if you're multitasking, there's no time for it to grow. There's just, you know, you're on to the next thing and your energy is in multiple places, which makes you exhausted and tired. Right, right. And, and the thinking is that like, if you're multitasking, that you're, you're getting a lot done. But as you spoke to, to be able to do so much, we have to suppress some things yeah. that, you know, we're no longer conscious of it, it just becomes running under the surface. So when when we do take time to slow down to be present to appreciate beauty to be with other people, we can no longer ignore what's there that wants to be seen. Yeah. And, you know, you're, I think so often, people do that because they don't want to be present with their emotions. They don't want to be present with how they're feeling, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's also comes up, you know, you tend to be your core when you travel, right there, you know, there are people that you can just not travel with because at the core you're like, Oh my God. Right. You know, Warner and I, thank God we travel really well together. Right. Um, you know, I'm organized where he is, laid back. He's organized where I'm laid back, right? So it's a good traveling thing. You know, I, I think often when there's kind of that travel goes wrong, it really allows you to go, okay, like, how are we going to respond? And to really tap into that grace. It, you know, there's all so many opportunities to do, you know, to allow more of your soul to come through and to integrate as a human and soul versus trying to whitewash everything or trying to suppress everything or doing everything through the mind and not with the embodiment experience. Yeah, beautiful. Do you have any uh, trips coming up? Anything that you're looking forward to? No, I mean, we, well, we might go back to Binghamton this week. Um, and like, we're doing weird like trips. We're going to Binghamton and maybe Scranton. And there's this place in New York, which is on fire underneath like that, this town where they shut down, I forget what it's called. Hmm. And Warner's always wanting to go there. So, and they do tours like starting in like May, I think. So we might go there. Um, as soon as I have my passport, we can start to plan other ways, but we might go to Finland. Um, which is weird because I never would pick Finland, but that's fun. Um, I definitely want to get back to Ireland. I mean, we have a list on the refrigerator. Um, we're just starting to think about traveling, you know, now that we're kind of semi in a place where it's semi good. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And my mother's been going, okay, when are we going back to uh, Europe. And I go, when you get your passport, we can think about it. Right. So, yeah. um, and she's 75, so we should do that soon. Mm -hmm. Um, so those are a couple of thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> a couple sounds exciting. Yeah. 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 Um, do you know the place in New York that you're talking about? What's the name of that? <sighs> Begin Centurion, something like that. I can okay. email it to you. It's yeah, really, please it's do. like the, it, there's something on something happened and underneath is literally on fire, still burning. And so they oh. evacuated the town, except for a couple of people who refused to leave. Uh, and in fact, they've taken the zip code away. So you can't even send mail there, right? So it's serious. Uh, but he's always wanted to go. Um, and so I told him this year we, we will go. And he also wants to go to some haunted 
lake in Georgia. Oh. I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah. So I was like, well, I want to go to Gettysburg. And he's like, well, that's like down the street. We could do that, right? So, um, you know, and and I told him this year I want to go camping with the three of us, me, him, and the dog. So okay. we'll see. Yeah. Exciting. Where yeah. where do you have a place in mind for the camping? No, he arranges it also somewhere in Pennsylvania, probably. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And is this like camping, camping, or oh, or God, like no. glamping? It's glamping. I don't okay. camp, camp. <laughs> no. He's like, really? I was like, well, you know, my kind of camping. He's like, oh, okay. You know, when we first went to Montreal, I arranged. He's like, no, I have a hotel. I was like, no. No, my friend. So I arranged the hotel, and he's like, did you see the bathroom? I was like, yeah. He's like, it's got a walk-in giant tub made for like four people. I was like, yeah. He's like, this is like, has a little sitting room. I was like, yeah. And he's like, my hotel would have never been like this. I was like, I know. Right. <laughs> so um, I usually arrange the places to stay yeah. um, because I'm kind of finicky about that. Yeah. Um, yeah I am too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just, listen, we went to Puerto Rico once. I was in my twenties with a friend of mine. Uh, and we got into the hotel and there was, and she arranged the trip and there was two lizards on the bed. <laughs> and we both looked at each other. She's like, okay, we're going to find a new hotel. I was like, yes, please. I was like, ah. she's like, we'll do it. And we went into this, it was like this giant hotel, like huge, it was so expensive. Like I had a pair back for like a year and cause I was in my twenties and we never left the hotel. It had a private beach. Like we went out once. It had a casino, which I didn't leave most of the time. Like it was great, but you put a lizard on the bed and I'm out of there. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, my, fortunately, Olga and I, we have similar tastes, um, but um, my son, he planned, we, we did this road trip once from, um, from Pittsburgh to San Francisco. Um, he was, relocating and he booked this hotel and it was just like mm, mm. okay i can stay there one night yeah. but i really wouldn't have <laughs> no no yeah. I, I i you know i grew up with a mother who's uh very particular and so i still do it this day the first thing is i go in the bathroom i pull the shower curtain make sure there's no bugs i kind of like you know <laughs> there shouldn't be any bugs in a 400 dollars room I, I don't care we have to see yeah. Right. Yeah. Make sure like, you know, and and so, you know, there's been some interesting stays and, uh, you know, it, it, it depends on how much time you're spending in the room. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it does. It's but it's also like you don't want to wake up and like find a lizard. No, I do or... not want to sleep next to a lizard. <laughs> no. Oh. Uh. Well, Jennifer, this has been such a, a joy to to chat with you and uh, discuss travel and and actually even learn a little bit about like your tastes and travel. Thank um, you. Definitely feel aligned there. So um, definitely send me the links to the the, the restaurants and yep. then the other place in New York. So I'll, I'll put that in the show notes, and then maybe we'll. I'll plan something to go there. That would be fun. The poutine. Yeah. Oh, the poutine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure chatting with you. Yeah. Thank you, Jennifer. That's it for today's episode of Inquisitive Journeys. I hope you enjoyed hearing Jennifer's stories and insights. There were so many good reminders about how to enrich our lives through the lens of travel. Here are my top two. First, be open to change. Just because something has been true in the past doesn't mean that it's still true. Like how Jennifer didn't like jalapenos, but then discovered that she liked them as pickles on her burger. But also that change is possible with our sense of identity. Who we thought we had to be versus who we can actually be. Like Jennifer thinking that she had to be strong and not ask for help, but then realizing that that was actually okay. And then the second thing that I took away was that it's important to know what you prefer uh, to make traveling and life more enjoyable and pleasant for you, right? Like the difference between glamping and camping. And the question I leave you with is, what new experiences can you let yourself have today, this week, this month? Go out there and explore. I'd love to hear from you. Please share any takeaways you have with me through our website's contact page or email me directly. I also have a request. If you enjoy this show, please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave a review or leave a review via your favorite player. Doing so really helps more people discover and benefit from this show. So thank you so much for listening. And until next time, keep exploring the world around you and within you.